Blog Talk Radio.
I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight for this very important. I always say it, don't I? Very important, very important. Well, we don't do shows unless it's important. If it don't have nothing to do with you and yours, we just don't do it, folks. <laughs> so it is a very important show tonight, and I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for um, just contributing. Uh, hopefully, many of you will contribute tonight and let us know just what is that thing that we're most plagued by as a nation within a nation. What is the top thing or thing on your mind? Some of you just can't think of one thing. So what is the top three things that, that, that you feel is more pressing upon us as African Americans or AKA Israelites? And we don't have to get too deep into the whole Israelite thing, but just as a people, what is the most Pressing issues on us as a people. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, folks. You have tuned in to the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we've been doing this a very long time, since probably about 2011. Uh, bringing on different guests, all kinds of people, all walks of life talking about this so-called people call African-American mostly, and we say that our message is not just to African-Americans because our message, we believe, for the most part, we try to make sure it's inspired of the Most High Yah. We really, really do, folks, because really and truly, if what we're doing, he ain't in it, our works will burn up. It won't be remembered. It won't be lasting. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to do things on this planet that's going to be lasting. I want to try my best to help my people, first and foremost. I really do. I want to say things that encourage them, exhort them, because we go through so much as a nation. Not to mention, we are the most important family to the most high on the planet. I don't know if I can say most important, but I would say this most used. He said in the book of Amos 3 and 2, of all the nations of the earth, of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. So however you want to interpret that, but we are very special people. Very special people. You know, brought to the various places that we've been brought in captivity, most of us in America. And we've been fed some book, uh, lies and fed ignorance and, and allowed to be ignorant, fed lies and fed deception. And now, as a nation, we are acting out, acting out. My, my goodness. I always go too fast, don't we? already into the topic. <laughs> We're back out and just say this. Thanks again for tuning in to the Possible Zone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We're going to have on our moderator with John Clark joining us a little shortly. He's going to be joined, uh, will be joined by other panelists. I'll talk about that in a second, but I just want to um, ask you a question. What do you think about Kanye West? Wasn't that a little different? <laughs> that's for those that say, y'all always so churchy. Well, we it, it's not a Bible study, folks. It, it, this network is not necessarily, we don't just conduct Bible studies. Sometimes we do. But tonight we'll be a little secular. We just want everybody to feel comfortable to come in and talk about what is it What's the thing on their mind, on their spirit, 
that's plaguing them about our people more than any other thing. More than any other thing, what is the most important thing you think African Americans is going through? And some people say, well, I don't have no one thing. I have 20. Okay, we understand that. But if you can narrow it down to like one thing or maybe three things, what is it? What is it? What is it that we need to pay attention to more than any other thing? What is it? What is it? Folks, I'm telling you, I want to hear from you tonight. If any other time, tonight, tonight, I want to hear from you. So those of you on phone lines in the chat room, if you have that those answers, please, please press one. Come on and share with us. Don't be shy tonight. Again, we do thank you, though, especially my bloodline family. The Douglas County line has been calling the show. Uh, we thank you and, and definitely thank our callers since 2011. Really appreciate it. Um, folks, listen. It's just this simple. What we try to do here over this Fire Smooth Stone Network is we're trying to bring hope. We believe. We believe. And I'll put my little my little anthem again, because I want you all to remember what we stand for here. We're not wasting time. We're just not the people sitting around just as they as they say bitching, talking about what's wrong with the world. We we graduated past that. Maybe at some time we did that. Maybe. I don't even think we ever did that, to tell you the truth. We always try to focus on the solution. Because the Father's not just talking about what is wrong, what is wrong, what is wrong, what is wrong. He don't show sure talking about, you know, just the enemy, what the enemy is doing, what the enemy is doing. The Father, the Father, your Heavenly Father, Yah of Israel, or God as some of you call it, is about changing lives. If he wants to destroy us and bring us problems and problems and problems, we wouldn't even be around. It would take but a thought him to wipe out his, his creation. Obviously, he is a loving Elohim. He is a loving Father. So, tonight, tonight, we're going to have an open forum where we just invite everyone to just share what's on their heart. And I, I want to go ahead and just read what I said to many of you. Um, so, I'll go again, Russian. Let me just say this. Then we'll read what we said to everybody. Uh, folks, don't, uh, don't underestimate dialogue, talk shows. Don't underestimate. This is a powerful, powerful uh, platform when you, when you open up phone lines with various people inspired of the most high, people looking for change, people looking for answers. Everybody's on the same page. Some people really, really are serious. And uh, they are trying their best to walk with the Father. A lot of people are trying their, their best to align their lives up with the Father. A lot of people are trying their best to live right by their neighbor. <clears throat> A lot of people are trying to love their neighbor and walk in harmony as best they can. I know it's hard at times to walk and, uh, you know, do that. A lot of people want to know the truth. They don't just want to know the truth. They want to know the answer. Uh, they, they don't just want to know the truth, but they want to know how to apply it is what I meant to say. And so, folks, that's what, that's what we're about. It's just that simple. I have these brothers that I really trust in that, that come on the line, and they're not perfect. They got issues here and there, but they are trying their best to uh, share things that they know for sure that has worked in their lives. And no, no one person is just a failure in everything they do. Everybody, including a so-called street person, uh, has something to give. Yes, he do. Yes, she do. Yes, he do. Yes, she do. That is very important. Um, so just know that, folks. Don't underestimate dialogue, sitting down, talking with each other, because the Father, uh, uh, the 
gathered in his name. And I believe when we gather to, to, to seek his, his word, you're gathering, you're gathering in his name, especially if you have received him into your life and you're seeking him, you're seeking him. That is gathering in his name or going as Christ would do it. That's how Christ did it. He sought the Father's will. Uh, and he, of course, he knew the Father's will, but he did, but he did sought to do what he said he see the Father do. And that's how we're trying to do, do what we see the Father do. That's how we're trying to do. We're trying to be like little Christ's. We're trying to emulate the, the Messiah. You know, I don't want to get too spooky and spiritual, but folks, no matter what, our problems always come from, starts out in the spiritual realm. All tangible problems come from the intangible. So we better quit trying to run from being spiritual and uh, uh, understand that this world is more than just what you can see, taste, touch, and smell. That everything comes from the spiritual realm. We better understand that. We better understand it very quickly. Just really quickly, I want to do something I try to do every 10 shows because you never know what new listeners we have. So I want to just say this really quickly. I'm going to talk fast. Five Stone, stones. Five stone stones. What is it? Five stone stones is five topics we talk about the most. It's not that we only talk about five topics. We talk about five topics the most. But those, uh, those, well, those five topics is a result of five questions I ask the most. And I'm going to go through this really quickly, okay? Five topics I asked the most time in 1988 after seeing racism like never before in the body of Christ. I came to the Father. As, as you know how you can pray, and then there's times you really, really pray. Well, this is one of those times, folks, not Lord bless you with a parking space. This is one of those times where somebody's dying almost. It's kind of that serious. I mean, I was really at the end of my rope with, with white males, and I sought to, to change in my life. I was just, I didn't hate, but I was just tired. I was tired, tired, tired of these people. And their behavior, because I have seen some racism in the church, and I I, I know there was racism in our world, in the world, in a worldly sense, but not, um, not not a not in the church. And so I saw it, and I saw it clear, and I was just fed up with with, 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 with white males. I mean, uh, because that's who, I to be very honest, that's who I. A lot of my teachers were white men. Uh, I listened to a lot, a lot of people. I had black ministers I listened to, but it was mostly, you know, a, lo- a long list of, uh, of very influential white males, uh, uh, powerful people I listened to, and I began to see a system. And so I asked the Father five questions. Number one, not in this order, but folks, I asked them these questions. Um, uh, in 1987, I heard Kenneth Copeland say, God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. One more time, I heard this popular white male minister, very influential in our in our world, really, Kenneth Copeland, say, God is getting ready to use a black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Folks, he went on to say, um, well, he said that in 87, everybody just rejoiced, whites and blacks alone. We told that conviction rejoicing, 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 excited, excited, because we never heard nothing like that. God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. The first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. He said he's going to put his word in the black man like never before, and he's going to use his black man. Well, in 87, between 87 and 88, I experienced racism like you could not imagine. I mean, I, be, I begin to see all kinds of ways. One of the things a lot of our white brothers and sisters were doing back then and even today, they would say to black people that are that are due for a position, that are due for 
good one. You're going to be the best president. You're going to be the best. You're going you're gonna to lead us white people. You're going to show us something. And this is what they were saying in church. God is getting ready to put his word in you, brother. Oh, I tell you, you're going to lead this, this, this Bible school. Or you're going to lead this, uh, uh, you know, you're going to be a great teacher in this church or something like that. But I saw what it was was delayed, delayed, delayed. Not now. You might as well say, they might as well have said, not now, nigga, go sit down. They might as well have said that because, again, you did not, you did not earn what you worked so hard for or what you was entitled to through your faithfulness. So I begin to see that in other forms of racism. And so uh, when Kenneth Copeland said in 1988, the very next year, which is also the year I met my wife at the same convention, he said these words. God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. The first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. When he said that again, he added something else. Of course, they begin to rejoice again. But he added this. He said, I got something to tell black folks, but I just can't tell them right now. But when I tell you, you're going to have this conviction. You're going to be so excited. I didn't like that tease because, again, there's that delay thing. It's like, you know. So I didn't like it. I didn't trust it. I went home and I prayed these prayers. I said, Father, what is what you use in the black man? What is what you use in the black man? That don't sound right. It sounds racist, actually. I mean, you telling me that if white men or Asian men or Indian men or whatever seek you, that you're not going to use them, you're going to use the black man because he's black? It don't sound right, does it? Does it sound right? No, it don't sound right. The father uses whoever heart is right. So I didn't like that word. I thought it was just something tricking us. But I said, what's what you use in the black man? Another thing I asked the father was, I say, can I understand the book of Revelation? Can I understand the book of Revelations? I say, I'm tired of looking to Pat Robinson and all these, Ken Hagen and all these people to define or talk about uh, uh, just a bunch of slew of teachers talk about end-time prophecy. I say, can I understand it? I'm a believer. I know your word. And folks, those of you that think Brother Seth have issues or, or he's a racist or something, remember what, how I'm praying this prayer. I had trouble with the message of God is getting ready to use the black man. I had trouble, okay, with with that. If I was a racist, I'd been glad to hear that, and would have been like, yeah, we're only here from, from white folks, no way. But just know that, okay. Again, I had trouble with it being sound like a black thing. Um, moving right along, the Book of Revelation is. I want to. I asked him, could I understand the Book of Revelation? I also asked the Father and moderator and guests. I'm coming to you, but I got to do this every ten shows. I also asked the Father. I said, Father, I don't care what color the Messiah is. I don't care what color the Messiah is. Right now, I do think he's blonde hair and blue eyes. But I keep hearing that Jesus was black. That's what I swear I call him back then. I call him Jesus. I keep hearing that Jesus is black. I say, is there any truth to that? Is there truth to that? Is there, I mean, you know, again, I believe that I'm praying to the Father now. Like an in son would cry out to his father. I say, Father, I don't care what color he is. I don't care what color he is. I don't care what color he is. I'm going to say it again. I don't care what color he is. But I want to know. Where's your black man? Folks, listen to me. Please listen to the heart of this child, even though I'm a grown-up. I had the heart of a child. I wanted to know, was there any blacks in that Bible? Was it, and I said, was there any, was, did Christ look like me? I said, I don't care. I said, did anybody in the Bible look like me? I just want to know. Folks, listen. Then I asked him, what is going on? What 
I hear this such thing as a one world government, new world order. I'm going to move it fast as I can, everybody. Be patient. I said, I'm hearing this such thing as a new world order. I think back then they call it new world order, but I kept hearing people say things like some wars. Some wars is planned out as far as, I'm going to turn this down because I want everybody really to hear me. I, I heard that some wars were planned out as far as 30 years. I heard there was such thing as fake news. A lot of what you see is not real. I heard a, a, a phrase, the truth. The truth is often stranger than fiction. I said, Father, I can't trust ABC, CBS. If these males, this race is about positions and, and, and promotions and, uh, of uh, so-called black people in the body of Christ, they're not going to tell us a lot of things. So I said, what's going on? What's really going on in our world? Last thing I asked the Father was, could I see the world? I'm tired of these white men. They're lying to us. They're trying to hold us back. My walk with you should not depend on whether how they see the scriptures. I want to know. Talk to me, Father. Can I see the world? Those five questions translated into five topics. Now, me asking to see the world is and him saying yes and, and showing me, and I, God was blessed to see 25 nations. I credit that to the Father and his doing. Even though I work with the airlines, it don't mean I have to fly around. A lot of people work with the airlines, they don't go nowhere. But I was able to see 24 countries. And it wasn't the 24 countries I've been to. It was who I saw and met and things I've learned about these topics that I'm getting ready to share with you. So here come the five topics that I learned that we talked so much about on this network called the Five Most Stone Network. When I asked the father about using blacks, he's not using blacks because he's they're black. He's using blacks because what he is doing in this latter day, white men, white ministries are not going to want to talk about it in the story. They're going to rebel against what the father is doing because what the father is doing is resurrecting not just natural bloodline Israel to the world, who they are, but all types of things he's showing up. This is why Donald Trump is in season and was called to be our president, to expose some things. Yes, Donald Trump, I believe, was my pick, and I wouldn't pick him again, but I do believe he's a father's pick for such a time as this. He is a wicked man, but the father used wicked kings all the time to especially wake up his people. So he's not using us so-called black people because we're black. He's using us black people because what he is sharing, we're willing to tell. There's a portion in history where some some messages we weren't willing to talk about, like black churches weren't willing to talk about when he was blessing us with finances or, or, or prosperity. That message don't go well in the black church. So we've been rebellious with messages too. But right now these white men, they don't want to talk about this Israelite question. They don't want to talk about racism. They don't want to talk about what's going on with our people. People being shot by the police. And because of this rebellion by white men, the churches are swelling up as dark-skinned people. This is why I can't knock the church because the Father is doing a movement, yes, even in these churches. So that was one topic. I mean, that was one question he answered. And um, here come the five topics. We talk on this show, stone number one. We talk a lot about white supremacy. We talk a lot about white supremacy. White supremacy being defined as not just white supremacy, but slavery.
slash black inferiority. If you're somewhere putting down black folks, self-hate, all of that is just as racist as white supremacy. It's one coin. On one side of the coin, whites are superior. Well, if they're superior, who are they superior over? you got to have something that they're under if you got something that's over. The other side of the coin is teachings of black inferiority. Some people never say white people white. They don't even live around white people. But they're full of black self-hate, disrespecting their own people, saying cuckoo stuff all day long about their own people. That's just as much white supremacy as saying white power, white power. It's the same coin. We talk about it like no other people. I guarantee on Blog Talk Radio. Another topic we talk about is the One World Government. We don't hear much about it on this show. We used to do all of our old, old shows talking about the New World Order, a One World Government, uh, uh, um, fusion centers. I talked about the CIA, the Central Bank, a lot of things we used to get into. I got so depressed with those shows, I actually had to step away from Blog Talk Radio for one year because it was so many people calling with so many things going on they knew for sure. But we, we talk about what is really going on. We still hit it but not as hard as we used to. This topic tonight, open forum, I'm sure we'll get a little bit into what the one world government is doing, the new world order. That's stone number two. Stone number three, we talk about Hebrew. Who are the true people of the Bible? Obviously, you hear that a lot now on the Five Stone Network. Also, we talk about something called leprosy. Leprosy is the most offensive thing we talk about. When we start talking about that, folks, I think we hate. But if they listen long enough, they'll hear that our brother Seth and the panel is trying to unite people by exposing where did white skin originally come from and how there were one human species, and this white skin showed up as a result of sin. It's not just in the skin. It's in animals' whiteness. It's in insects' whiteness. It's in plants' whiteness. Uh, it's not those people versus us. White people are us. We are them. The Father, of course, divided us in the Tower of Babel. We begin to, begin to be 70 nations. But in every one of those 70 nations, they could produce white skin. But where did it come from? It was a result of sin. Same as same as uh, being too tall. Same as being too short. Same as babies uh, balding of the head. It's the same. It's it's something happens to the body as a result of sin. It don't mean those people are more evil or more this or more that. Because they come from us. They come from us. They can be no more of that than us. Remember the first earth was destroyed. And that was definitely an earth full of dark-skinned people. <laughs> Last thing we talk about, not in this order, is the kingdom of God, the solution, Christ, the Messiah, the Father, his principles, his laws. These things, these things is a solution to all those things I just said. So hopefully tonight we always do, we'll hit it, uh, talking about the solution, the kingdom. Again, his Christ. Okay, folks, that's, those are the possible songs. Let's go all the way to the Let's take a jet or, or a boat or something. Yeah, you should have never mixed me and bust up. It's a lethal combination. Okay. Y'all know Brother John, right? Brother John Clark, the moderator for the Fossil Stone Network. I really appreciate this, brother. His talent, his gift. He has been so needed on the show. I really thank him for his talent, his his patience, his comedy, everything John brings. And I uh, hope he knows that tonight. Uh, so let's just go scroll the footwork and bring the brother on. Okay? All right, Brother John Clark, area code 972 805. Uh, are you there, brother? 
I am here. What's good, all listeners of the Five Smooth Stones Network? Another week, another topic, or several topics, whatever the case may be. I'm ready to get at it. Um, again, we always want to start out with a little bit of house cleaning. And first and foremost, we want everyone to know that while we may be, be spirited at times in our discussions, we want you to chime in. As a matter of fact, when you do chime in by pressing one and your hand goes up, Seth almost pulls this machine to a stop so that we can get that hand. We really like when you all uh, contribute. So um, feel free to do so. You are in a safe place, as it were. In the event that you choose to chime in, uh, again, you press one, your hand will go up. We will come to you as quickly as we can. Sometimes we're in the heat of a discussion and it may take a little longer than other times but when we do get to you what we would ask that you do and we'll walk you through this by the way is to let us know your name and where you're calling from um if you have a question or a comment the purpose of that question or comment such as i have a comment um i would like to give an alternative view of what brother whomever said or whatever the case may be what we don't want you to do is to try and say I have a question or a comment and then you try to backdoor to something and as if we wouldn't understand what it is that you're doing. We have been around the block. So that's the reason why we do that. And then lastly, how much time do you need to make that question or comment? We have found yeah. that very effective over the last couple of months, and we're going to stick with that for the time being. I would like to, if I may, bro, Seth, give a shout-out to a friend I met, Sister Margaret in Fort Worth. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> uh, she decided to listen to the okay. show. She, yeah, she listened to the show maybe two or three weeks ago, and so she's gonna listen to the show tonight. So I just wanted to give her a shout out so I can crack jokes about it later. To truth, truth be told. Um, so with that being said, uh, brother Seth, I'll put the um, ball back in your court, and we can pick up, uh, you know, with the topic, or yeah. if you wanted to elaborate further on what well, we were discussing about the five at this time. Uh, thank you, John, for that. Again, Brother John, is you can't get no more uh, of a fair person as far as uh, him just keeping us uh, speaking all about the same at the same length of time. Uh, folks, uh, God didn't read the show's description, but it's, it is a form, but I'll go ahead and read it because it's really short. I went on to send this to many of you, because uh, some of y'all don't know what's going on tonight, but it is open form. I can't get no more simple than that. But I did send a little message uh, in addition to saying it's an open forum, I, I said this to many of you. I said, open forum tonight. I went on to say, so many of us feel overwhelmed. But never underestimate the power of what an informative dialogue can accomplish. And that is the truth. People seeking critical, informative exchange from each other while seeking the most high can defeat all their enemies. One more time. People seeking critical, informative exchange from each other while seeking the Most High can defeat all their enemies. I went on to say finally, our plight in this country is no match for the Most High. We've been there before. That is what I sent to many of you, and that is the so that is the truth. Folks, don't don't underestimate yourselves on this phone line. What you have to give, what you have to share. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. Get on, brother. Uh, bring on Pastor Chris. I uh, see him first uh, in, the, in the queue here. 
All right, uh, area code 682552, Pastor Chris. If I may uh, bring, uh, if I may say, Pastor Chris tonight, I just want to refer to everybody as brothers. I got to think about the pastors and apostles and this and that. Let's just try to refer to each other as brother, this brother, that. Because let me tell you why, I, uh, and, uh, Pastor Chris. Uh, first of all, welcome to the uh, Five Stone Stone Network. If I can slow down, welcome, brother. Hey, can you hear me? We can hear you just fine. How you doing tonight? Yeah, I had had a little de- uh, technical difficulty, but good evening, gentlemen. How are y'all doing tonight? How's it going, Pastor Chris? I'm doing, doing all right. I'm doing all right. Doing great. Well, listen, like I was saying tonight, if we can try to remember and, and move and moving forward in the future, let's try to refer to each other as brother Malachi, brother Chris. Uh, let's try to because it, you know it intimidates young people. I'm just going to be honest with you, Peter, because I've been getting a lot of feedback trying to, and a lot of people are intimidated by apostles because they don't know the scripture and they feel like it's a, you know, and that's our whole thing is like John was saying, we're trying to get those on that won't normally speak, and we don't want to intimidate by apostle, teacher, whatever, rabbi. So if we could, if, uh, it's a little something I'm trying, a little pilot thing I'm going on here. Is anybody, everybody okay with that? I'm good with it. You said you wanted to do what with, with that again? Uh just um, drop the title and just say Brother Chris, Brother Malachi. Uh, you know, that's fine. Yeah, well, I guess Chris, you know, that probably should be something you ask them. I mean, you know. Yes. Well, well, I know Pastor Chris. I already know everybody on the line don't mind. To be very honest with you, it's just that I didn't, I didn't spring it on him lately. But we've done this before, actually, with Pastor Chris. He, and he said he didn't even care as brother. He has the right spirit. But let's go back to the phone lines and bring on Brother Dan Wallace. Brother Dan Wallace is going to be joining us tonight. And Brother Dan is uh, I got to say something about this brother very quickly. This brother I know for sure, probably more than anybody on the phone line. Uh, because I used to live with him, and I know how he lives. And Brother Dan represents one reason we have him on the show, because I've had to say, why you have that on the show? He, he doesn't seem to be as deep as some of y'all. He doesn't seem to be, I'm just being real. I'm keeping real. And Brother Dan, he, I can do this with him. Y'all can't, but I probably can. But, I, I mean, this brother represents a lot of Christians. Where they millions of Christians, how they think. And that's why he's on because he's not a coward. He's gonna stand his ground. He's gonna stay. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna stand for his faith. And I appreciate that boldness that that we should be as lions in this faith. We should stand up for what we believe in, and and, and always be about pushing Christ. Christ. That's Dan's whole life, even with his track company, his uh, gospel track company. He has. So let's go to the phone lines and bring on Brother Dan Wallace. Brother Dan Wallace, all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. Air code eight one seven four eight four. Brother Dan, are you there? Yes, I am. Well, welcome good, to the brother show, Dan. brother. Welcome to the show. Hi, John. What's good? And right. don't forget, Brother Chris, or Pastor Chris, a.k.a. Pastor Chris, Brother Chris. Hello, Brother Pastor Chris. Hey, Brother Dan. How you man? <laughs> We're probably I'm doing fine, fine today. Okay, we'll right. probably, uh, 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 but again, folks, uh, again, welcome to this Five Stone Network, uh, to this open forum. We're going to be talking about things, the top most important things in our mind. I know some of it ain't no one thing, but there's 20 things. But try to think of the top three things uh, plaguing our people, though, our priorities, what is the most important thing plus. And lots of things going on, 75,000 uh, black women missing. Yes, it's true. They are snatching black women, folks. I wish I could not say this stuff is made up, but it's not. It's so true. It's so true. Folks don't know how, where. Uh, some people feel like it's uh, have to do with uh, 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 sexual slavery. I don't know. We don't know. We just know that there's 75,000 black women missing. 
But to me, that's not the most important thing, even though that's it's up there with the top. The most important thing is, is a nation godless, a nation turning from the Father's uh, 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 commandments. I think it's bringing more clarity on us than anything. We have to have a relationship with the Father. We have to allow his Ruach, uh, Hakadesh, to lead us by the Holy Spirit. If we're not being led by the Holy Spirit, all these things are going to come up on us, our children, our families, our bodies. And I think that's number one. But I don't want to get too spiritual. We're just we're saying something so general. So what is it? We know that lacking the Father is, is tops. We know we need him in our life. And you can send it to you for your answer. Again, I'm asking all of my co-hosts tonight, what is the top things plaguing us as a nation? Uh, Pastor Chris, I think we'll let you lead out first, if you don't mind, sir. Give me your heads up. Top thing on your mind leading, uh, plaguing us as a nation, I think, again, is absence. The absence of walking with the Father and allowing his spirit to rule us and, and govern our, our bodies, our minds. You know, the scripture talks about pulling down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Yah or the knowledge of God. I think that's the issue myself. But some of you may use that but go to more important uh, things happening. Like I said, 75,000 women uh, missing. Some of you may want to talk about the impeachment. But I, don't think, I don't think that has that, that much to do with us, really. Some of you may want to talk about the Kanye West, Kanye West movement for young people because to them it's important. To us older people, it's not important at all. But it is affecting millions. It really, really is. Um, it's all kinds of things. I don't want to start naming things because I'll, you know, there's a weightier things that I'm sure I'll forget. So, Brother John, I'm gonna put it back in your hand. But I would really like Pastor Chris to lead out on uh, what is the most pressing issues in our community to our people. Uh, if you're listening and not African American, remember you can benefit from any truth being told if it's spoken from the Father. So don't think this is a black show. This is primarily for African American first and foremost. But any truth that comes from the Father, you need to know because you're dealing with these people every day. Go ahead, Brother John. Uh, well, I mean, actually, I'll just go ahead and put it into the hands of uh You know, I, I've been calling Pastor Chris Pastor Chris since Pastor Chris was Pastor Chris. I don't know how to call him. <laughs> it sounds, okay, it sounds me, odd to say Brother me. Chris. Brother Chris, you know what? I can't do it. That just sounds okay, uh, let's, I feel like this. All right, all right. I, I, I feel you. Let's, let's just call it Pastor Chris. It's not a problem. And, and, and not, to, not, to mention, not to mention the fact that he's been he's been boots to the ground for so long, and while he is our brother, I think that I would definitely want to honor him with that title. So if I may, yeah, I'll Pastor Chris, let, go ahead and, uh, and let us know what do you feel is the most pressing issue facing us, a nation within a nation, that being the he, Hebrew or the Israelites in the United States or in, uh, let's, because, again, we're just one boat stop. Uh, there were other boat stops, such as Cuba, such as Dominican Republic, such as Haiti, yes, such yes. as South America. Uh, there were plenty of boat stops. So, again, we, we, we don't want to just look at it like we're the only one. We're not. And that's also not even to mention the Islamic slave trade. That was also a slave trade. And it was, uh, right. uh, you know, quite a while prior to the transatlantic slave trade. But, yeah, you know, to whatever degree that you want to explain it. Okay. Well, I'm going to start off with, um, is it three? You said? 
I just want to make sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I, I know you have probably 20. So if you can just name the top three in order of preference. Okay. Like the first, second, third. I, again, I know uh, you out there, like like Brother John said, boots to the ground. So you probably know 20 things easily. But go ahead, Brother. Well, you, you know, number one, I would say is um, that uh, as black people, we really don't know our relationship to the most high. And that, I think, is why we have so many issues in our community because, you know, you know, when I read the Bible, I'm seeing myself, I'm seeing my people. And, and, and it makes a difference on how you relate to God. But that's, that's number one for me is that we really don't know who we are or whose we are. And, and we, don't, we, we, we have a lot of theology that has been taken to oppress us instead of liberate us. I think number two is um, we need to spread a whole lot of love in our community. I mean, everything from um, black on black crime, even though, you know, statistically black people, we don't kill ourselves, you know, within our race more than any other race. You know, if you look at Latinos or other groups, we are all about the same as far as our, you know, ethnic on ethnic killing. But we need to really stop that, you know, within our community and love. And that also extends to looking out for the old lady who lives on the corner that that no nobody doubt. comes to visit her. And she needs right. she needs her grass cut. She needs some food. And, and I think the third thing, I mean, it's a whole lot, but I'm going to just name these three and move on. Um, as black people, we need to start thinking in a pan-African way of life, meaning that, yeah, we have African-Americans in Texas, we have them in Fort Worth, we have them all over the country, but we also have brothers and sisters in Jamaica, Haiti, Nigeria, Yemen, where Egypt, wherever we are, you know, we don't, we don't tend to connect our family. And that's been, that's been kind of detrimental to us. And a good example is like when... Um, when they had the, the tornado, I guess the hurricane, excuse me, in Haiti, you know, I saw a lot of, of, of other churches reaching out to help them. And I know some black churches that reached out to help them, but the majority of black churches, you know, we didn't. In other words, we don't have that connection with other black people around the world. So we kind right. of think, oh, that's well, that's their problem, that not realizing that the Haitians are a part of our extended huge family that we have. So those are, those are my three. Those are my three. Let me comment on that if I can. That that last statement is it's huge, and and primarily because the United States is a place that people in other countries want to get to, and we know that people of color in this country, as a matter of fact. When the uh, attack on the Twin Towers took place, the, uh-huh. the economy went into a recession. The only mm-hmm. thing that, that kept the music industry moving was, was uh, R&B and rap. Think, of, think back to that time to, uh, uh, after the Twin Towers got hit. R&B and everything else fell aside. We kept that going. And, again, I'm not looking to put some false... Um, happiness into the hearts of people of color. I'm just talking real facts. The fact, the fact is, is that people emulate us. 
in other countries. Right. They exactly. they look up to who we are and our contribution. Okay, hold, hold on a second, gentlemen. Hold on a second, gentlemen. Hold sure. on a second. Hold on a second, man. If I may, you can't be moving around. I, I don't. I don't want to keep doing this. It really is kind of takes away from the show. Folks, we got to keep these lines quiet. I hear somebody slamming the door or something. Anytime we hear any of that. So if you're not talking, if that's you, and you're not talking. Just mute us, okay? Because these lines are wide open, okay? Just please, because when we play these back, you will hear all of that. All right, go right ahead. Yeah, all all I'm saying is that what Pastor Chris was saying in that last comment as far as we reaching out to those other communities, that means a lot to them. I have a sister that um, she, right now I think she's in Antigua. When you, matter of fact, when she was in South Africa, the fact that you're an American blows people's minds because this is like the pinnacle of an empire. It absolutely is. And so when they actually see someone from there, especially a person of color, it blows their mind. I spoke to people in other countries, and it's like in the same way that uh, the media will try and make us look a certain way here, they do it abroad. But people still recognize that people of color here in the United States, it's like, it's a very, matter of fact, it's just like dominant and recessive traits. We have a very dominant state of being here, very dominant state of being. And um, yeah, so I just want to, to say that because if ever a person or even a, a church were to reach out to another church in another country, they would embrace, they would open their arms and, and embrace you. Why? Because it's almost like we're the ones spearheading the civil rights movement, saying, "Hey, uh, it's wrong to treat people this way." They, they were treated that way too. If you ever did any research, or what's that guy, Dr. Lewis Gates, is his name? He has a, a yes, he has several. Um, um, uh, I don't want to call them movies. What do you call it? Uh, documentaries, as it right. pertains to. Yeah, documentaries as it pertains to places like Cuba, Haiti, Dominican Republic, uh, Brazil, and, the, and and how people that got off the boat just like we did, how they're treated. It's like it's the same stuff. They're doing they're dealing with the same stuff, folks. Same stuff. They would love to know that there's someone in the U.S. that knows it, understands it, embraces it, and has a vision for the future. Uh, they would love to hear that. So yeah, I'll just leave that yeah. Very important, very important, uh, and, and um, to just have to say that very important. Thank you, brother, um, uh, uh, brother Chris, Pastor Chris. Appreciate it. You know, you're welcome. Is the apostle right here? I just had to tell him that. Okay, is the apostle on? Apostle Malachi. Pastor Malachi is not on. He uh, uh, he's on the line, but he's gonna. He just he said he'll he'll chime in as a call if, if need be. Um, okay. And I actually well, actually uh, yeah, I think Dan may want to uh, uh, comment. I think I just heard him say something. Um, do you want me to talk now? Or you want me to talk now? Or you want John introduce me or what? Brother Dan. Um, yes. 
I'll let Brother John make that determination, but I just I knew you had something to say. Brother John, go ahead. Well, Brother Dad, you've literally been on the show like several times. I, I don't think you need an introduction at this point. Uh, we, uh, everyone listening in today, we I actually had the opportunity to meet Brother Dan. Uh, he, I, and uh, and uh, Brother Seth sat down and were able to just discuss some things. And while I may not have been able to stay there long, I can't explain to you how nice it is to actually meet someone, talk with them, break bread, so to speak. It changes the whole dynamic of things. Um, I think we're real quick to kind of uh, bump heads with people we don't know, especially when you have a topic that you may not agree on. You're on separate ends of that topic. But when you're able to break bread with somebody and just, as I explained to him, um, get see the humanity in a person, it's, it's very, very helpful. Um, so I'm glad to have yeah. Brother Dan on. And as, and I'm just like Brother Seth said, Dan and I will likely disagree on a lot of stuff, but I'm cool with this guy, right? <laughs> so it's all good. So yeah, Brother Dan, yeah. go ahead, speak your mind. Well, today, uh, today I'm going to agree. So I won't be always disagreeing, but I disagree when it's needed. But I like to agree with uh, right. Seth and Pastor Chris that our country is is in trouble because we have we have got away from God. Um, Seth requested three requests, um, um, and I like to expound on one or maybe two. I don't know what y'all allow me to do, so I just named the three now. Um, away from God is number one. Number two, we value animals more than babies, and a be- babies are being aborted every day. If you shoot a dog, they're going to put you in prison. You know, and they're killing babies every day. My second one is abortion. And my third one is, uh, uh, I would say, lack of respect that we have uh, for each other of our own race. Do, now can I expose, um, John, I want to follow Absolutely. the program? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, the first one, um, people have gotten away from God. Here's the example in the Old Testament. Um, the Israelites say, we want a king. And so they knew they could do nothing with God because God is God by himself. But they wanted the king because they want human reasoning and, and want, want, they want to see. They couldn't see God. They see his, his, his like, the, 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 um, um, the um, when he led them out of the sea. But this is where faith comes in. To walk by faith, you must trust in a God you can't see, but he's real. True. And so true, they got true. away from God. Our nation has gotten away from God. Uh, I'm sorry to close number four. I apologize for this, but really it was one of the ones I thought about. I forgot. They took the Bibles out of school and they put the guns in. We having so many deaths of children that, that they had a future for education and, and look forward to going to their parents to come back home. And now these parents are dealing with death, and it should never happen in our schools. And, uh, uh, um, and the um, third thing, I don't remember, maybe I missed it. It's the lack of respect that we have for our own race, that how we treat each other. We need God back to get into the lives of people so they learn how to treat each other, not only our race, but all races around the world. 
I'm finished. Well said. Well said. Well said. So, in the spirit of, of disagreeing, <laughs> no, first of all, oh, you're going to take my place, huh? <laughs> no, it, it, it's truly, it's not entirely, it's not entirely a disagreement. I, first of all, I think the first point that you agree with, Brother Seth, Pastor Chris, um, I agree as well, and I, I'll elaborate on that uh, when, oppor- okay. when opportunity permits. But the, uh, the, I think that, for instance, that to me, this nation was never a Christian nation, ever. It, the founding but, fathers, go ahead, right. go ahead, Ben. No, go, go ahead. ahead. You had a young point okay. where I was going to yeah. say, go ahead, continue. Continue, yeah. continue, founding, John. Yeah, but the... the Okay, without getting into you say the founder found found the found the country on the Bible, right? That was you trying to say. Say it one more time. That the founding fathers based this country on the Bible to bring in Christian values, right? Was that was that what you were trying to say? No, what I was getting okay, ready to I, say. Okay, I listen. Yeah, what I was getting ready to say is this: when you are dealing with a secret society. It's important that some people are aware and some people are not. There has to be certain persons who are blind to what's going on and the other ones are aware. Those are the ones who are quote unquote illumined as it were. And so while there may have been some founding fathers who truly were born again believers the many of them were what are called deists. It's not that they worshipped God; they worshipped gods. However, and, and some of them was masons too. Absolutely, and that's a concern because, first of all, all masons are not bad. All masons are not in the quote unquote secret society. There are the illumined ones, and then there's the <laughs> ones who are not illumined. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was just saying that's true. Yeah, and so all I'm saying is that this nation that we have here, this was planned while they were still in England. Adam Weishaupt, he was the one who started the Masonic Order. I think he was in Bavaria or somewhere thereabouts. But but the thing is that it's important. If we know in Matthew 24 when the uh, disciples are asking the Messiah, like, when will it be the end of the times? When will these things happen as far as the temple being being um, uh, torn down, so on and so forth? The first thing he says is, do not be deceived. And so with that being said, all I'm saying is that we really have to try and look behind the actions of, of, thing, of people and, and things. You have to try and look behind. And so that's the reason why I said I'm not really disagreeing with what you're saying per se, in the, o- in the overall scheme of what you said, I was just saying, like, hey, what uh, many of things, what has been stated, really goes back to that first point that you made, uh, Seth, that you made, uh, Pastor Chris, and that you uh, also made and confirmed, uh, Brother Dan, and I confirm it the same, but I refuse to even move to points two and three, and the reason why is that that first one is so critical. To me, we cannot get back to God until our time is fulfilled based on the prophecies. 
The prophecies let us know exactly what is going on. The reason why we're here in the first place, the reason why we're oppressed, the reason why we were enslaved, the persons in those other countries, the reason why they were enslaved, the reason why we can't ever come up, the reason why we do not respect one another uh, in our own race, the reason why we cannot get together and create businesses that we operate and we own and that we patron. The reason why we can't do a lot of things is because it is not going to happen until, like we spoke on last week, we turn back to the Most High God, we call out and we cry for him, and then he hears us, and then he decides to move. And that's, that's for an appointed time, in, in my opinion. That's for an appointed well, I, time. I, I, think, I think, Brother John, that there's no season for salvation. You understand that, don't you? I do, There's but no we're not talking about the individual. You know, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today, it's, tomorrow is going to be another an individual. day. But what right. I'm saying, Dan, it's is not that, as that, a nation, but it could be individuals that rise up in righteousness and take a stand for God. Because you're I, not going to have the multitude stand up, but you can have a few stand up. Well, the thing is that if you... Our talk, if, the talk, if the topic of the show is the things that are impacting us as a nation, then that's the, that's the angle that I'm coming from. I absolutely agree that there's a season for salvation. And it, it's individually, but I also believe it's also for a nation, and the time for the nation has yet to come. And, the, and one thing you can be assured of, when it comes, it's going to be because the same reason it was in Egypt. No one was crying for salvation when Joseph was running. He was second in command. Israel came down with 70 souls. They gave them a nice area. You can, you can do anything that you choose. You want a 10 sheep? That's fine with us. No one was crying to let us go. At that time, Egypt was a wonderful place for them. They left Canaan land for Egypt. But when there rose up a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph, and he started putting foot to, uh, let's just say it wasn't, it wasn't a good thing, and they began to put burdens on them and began to put tasks on them, and then the people of, uh, of, of Israel began to cry out, why? It's because of the pressure that was coming from the state. Egypt was the state. So that's what I'm saying. There were people, there were many people of faith already in Israel, but they did not cry out as a corporate group until we all are under this burden. And that burden is coming. And when it comes, and it, we, we can read it in the prophecies. It's going to come and we will cry out. We will cry yeah. out. And the Most High is going to hear us, and that's when he'll yeah. jump into action. So to me, um, a lot of the things that we may have spoke of, in my opinion, are kind of like symptoms. We can read these in Deuteronomy 28. It's kind of letting us know what's going to happen yeah. to you. Yeah. It, 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 this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. But why is it happening? Go back to Deuteronomy 15. If you do not follow my commandments and keep my statutes and my laws and so on and so forth. You will, yeah. you will, 
you will run from your enemies. You'll go in one way and flee seven ways. You'll be the tail and not the head. He goes, and, That's and true. The blessings were like 14, 14 uh, verses of blessings, and then the, the rest of the 68 chapters the are curses. Yep. Exactly. John, so, the, I, yes. I'm sorry, John. When, I, when you get, when I, I'm going to continue with you. Oh, I, now, concerning America, now, mm-hmm. if, you, if you ever study the spiritual history of America, I know you was talking about Israel, but America have a spiritual history. That is that God always raised up men or women of God to bring revivals. And these revivals went all across America, and many people got saved. So if God decided to remember, remember the, the deliverance of the people of Israel came through when God sent Moses, to them, it came through a leader that God chose. Now, our, in America, in America, it came through revivals where it was great moves of God and people, like you said, start crying out to God. God heard them and heard the cries of His people praying to to change our nation, change the hearts of the people. But so He raised up people. Like the men, in the, the men who had the tent revivals and Billy Graham who oh, no. went across the nation oh. preaching the gospel and many people gave their lives to God. So can I, can I, I comment? God can raise up somebody like he did Moses who was, a, who was on the back like a sheep. He could raise up anyone and bring forth revivals to change people's hearts. And that puts mm. us in the direction toward God. If I may, not can everybody can I, can I they have to make their own decision. Pastor, let can me I let comment? me ask you a question, Dan. How many yeah. Israelites were left in Egypt? To your knowledge, how many Israelites were left in Egypt? What when they, they when they left? All the, all the ones taken. All of exactly. Left. So my point is that revival, in and of itself, is speaking of reviving where you are at. That's not what they did in Egypt. They well, that's stayed. true. So but that was I a different circumstance. That, right, can, and that's can, the circumstance can, can that I'm I saying is that? coming. Pastor Chris, you were saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, first I of all, I was going to deliver them in 400 years. Dan, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Dan. Hold on a second. Hey, John. Brother, Pastor Chris. Hey, Dan, okay, I, I just wanted to say that, first of all, I agree with you, John, is that even though people say that this, this country was found on Christian principles, what I have a problem with that, okay, if they were found on Christian principles, then how could they uh, do the worst Holocaust in the history of humankind on us? Right. You know, in other words, so, you know, you know, uh, Western Christianity, I'm not saying all of them. I'm not saying the Christianity that we have, but it's white supremacy. It is. It's Absolutely. If, 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 if. You know, in other words, if you look at the Muslim religion or the Islamic religion, you know, everybody goes to the mosque. It, it, it doesn't make any difference if you're black, white, Chinese, or whatever. Why is Sunday morning the most segregated time of the year, of the, of the week in America? Right. Why do we have black churches and white churches instead of Christian churches? So we've always had that dichotomy. In addition to, you know, when you look at Egypt, whenever you look at where the Hebrew Israelites were enslaved or in captivity to someone. You're talking about two different groups. In other words, Yahweh did not come to save the Egyptians. 
he came to save the Hebrew Israelites. And God will always, you know, we are Hebrew Israelites who are who have been uh, misused and abused and enslaved here in America. And God's purpose is to save us, not that he's always judged the countries who did things wrong to the Hebrew Israelite nation. He did it to Babylon, he did it to Assyria, and he did it to the Egyptians. So, you know, That's in right. other words, I, I'm an American, I live here, but I know the God that I serve is coming after me, you, John, and Brother Dan. He's not coming to save everybody. And and that's that's what we have to remember because God, you know, also told us that we would not reside in the land of captivity forever. That's that right. we would eventually go back. But he didn't say, I'm gonna bring all of your, all of the people in the USA back to Israel. He was talking to us. And I think we just need to be able to separate, you know, about you know, about saving people and saving a nation and saving a specific group. Because that's what the Bible I read says is that I'm going to, I'm going to reunite Israel. I'm a, I'm a, uh, an, uh, Ezekiel 37. I'm, you know, this is the whole house of Israel that's reunited. It didn't say the whole house of America, the whole house of Russia. It said the whole house right. of Israel. And so when you think, and then another thing, I'm going to leave that there, but another thing one of the meanings of salvation is uh, okay, liberation. Hold on, hold on, okay. before, before he, uh, before pa- uh, Pastor Chris trans, can I can I comment on what you just said, Pastor Chris? And I'll make it quick since sure. you since you're the one talking. Is that okay? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Yeah, only because you're giving me to change topics and then we'll look up and I won't be we forgot. But just on what you just said, I, I vehemently disagree that he's coming just for Israel. I think, and it's just but we just talking. The reason why I say it is because he has never, ever, 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 ever been just about a natural ethnicity. He's coming after a remnant of us. The Bible talks about a remnant mm-hmm. when he say. The rap mm-hmm. Bible says very clear, you are a stiff-necked nation. But lo, I will reserve a remnant because of his covenant with Abraham. He said, I will not utterly reject you as a nation. So those of us that cry out to him, like Brother John, what Dan is saying, somewhat. Some more what he's saying. We have to turn to him in our heart. Those of us with the bloodline Israel flowing through our veins, in that bloodline, that turn to him, they are going to be restored 1,000%, especially when they come out of her, my people. There will be a time when we have to come out of this nation, I believe. But even until then, when we just follow his spirit, in America, in this Babylonian society, he can protect us because that's how the Bible was written by Israelites in captivity. So for sure he'll take care of us. But I do think, Pastor Chris and everybody listening, that those Gentiles that turn to him and cry out to him and want to follow his spirit, he's not going to say, I'm not going to use you. I'm going to use Israelites. I think there's certain things that only Israel can experience, if that's what you're saying. I think there's certain blessings Israel will get because they are. His chosen, he did say he made a covenant, everlasting covenant with Abraham, that I will bless your right. nation. So I do think there's a blessing, a special blessing, like when he comes to rule and reign. I do think that those things will be Israelites for the most part. But I, he never, ever just dealt with Israel. He always had some Gentile part of the nation. He always told us to be nice to them. They just couldn't do the holy things. But I don't see well, the Father saying, no, I ain't going to use you because you ain't no bloodline Israel. Because well, there's something about wait, people that's just not... 
But, Tech, you got to think about this. Now, I, I, I kind of semi-agree with you, but you got to think. God raised up Abraham, and Abraham's seed was supposed to lead the world into righteousness. Yes. So, so if the Hebrew Israelites are oppressed and we can't do nothing, how are we going to lead the world into righteousness? In other words, I agree That's with you, but why it's God. That remnant. That's why he's only using that remnant. Go ahead. Right, right. But but it's descendants of Abraham that's supposed to lead the world into righteousness. Not that God doesn't care about the whole world, but the Hebrew Israelites are the instrument for the right, world the to remnant, become righteous. Not the knuckleheads gangbanging, not the well, ones who no, are not the ones who are the materialism. I'm not I'm not arguing about the remnant, you know, whatever whatever size it is. It did say a remnant, but even the remnant are supposed to lead the world into righteousness. That's what the Hebrew Absolutely. Israelites' jobs were. And so, if the in other words, to me, my understanding is that the world is in the shape it's in today because God's people are not free to lead the world into righteousness. I agree. Oh, okay. Don't forget your I agree with I agree with just said. What about the scripture said? For God so loved the world. He didn't say I so love Israel. He said I love the world. He would use Gentile and Israel people to reach the world. So we can't. Well, there no will be a remnant of people. Hold up. There will but, be a remnant of people coming out of Israel, like said said. But don't forget the Gentiles. Well, I'm not forgetting because listen, Billy Graham? Who is Billy Graham? Let me finish. Billy Graham. He was a Gentile. Listen, he was a. Hold on, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Hold on, you wait a minute. When I heard you out, let me finish. Let me finish, sir. Sir, Dan. Let me finish. Dan. Who am I talking to? When I say hold up, as the moderator, the next step is to be muted. Oh, I thought that was Chris. No, 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 no. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that. Give one another space. Um, as, it, as it is, you're speaking. Uh, Pastor Chris, if you can just give him some space, and I know you have something that you would like to respond to, you will absolutely have that time. Uh, Brother Dan, you were speaking about uh, uh, Billy Graham. And uh, Pastor Chris, I know you're biting at the bit. Just give him some space and let him finish that I, Yeah, I got it. We good. Okay. We good. John, John yes. help me out. Just, call, just let, say, Dan, you can talk, and I'll wait, okay? That helped no, me out, okay? Well, I, I don't want it to sound like that, Dan, but but what, you apparently couldn't. You thought that I was. Look, for instance, even if I was Pastor Chris, it, just just take it down one notch to from the altos to the tenors. The grand <laughs> or something? Oh, are you saying it was loud? No, no. You, are you, you, you were getting. I could no, it wasn't loud. I could tell that you were getting emotionally charged. That's all. Well, because he was, he was like, I listened to him. Then when I started talking, somebody started interrupting me, and that that affected me. I wasn't trying to follow the moderator. Damn, follow the moderator. No, I found the moderator. That's why I said, John, let me know, and I will speak. But what he okay, said, so I was responding to what he was saying. Huh? Okay, understood. You were talking about Billy Graham. Yes, I mentioned Billy Graham because most of this most of this program is built on Israel. Billy Graham was not from Israel, and he's one of the most respected men of God ever used on earth. The re, the revival that I spoke of 
you know, that's going to take place with through men and women of God and children of God are going to come through, not only through the Jews or the Israelites, they're going to come through the Gentiles. Even Paul said they rejected Paul. Paul said, I'm going to the Gentiles. So God's going to use all races, not just one particular race. I'm saying Pastor that. Chris. Okay. Um, if you look in the Bible, there are several times where Yeshua said, I have come only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. There's also an example where a woman who was not a Hebrew brought, her, brought said, came to Yeshua and said, hey, my daughter is sick. Can you heal her? Heal her. And Yeshua's response was, it is not right for me to give to the dogs what God meant for his children. Now, you know, calling somebody a dog was not, in other words, that's like, you know, you know, we have some terms that are not respectable. Like, I'm, it's a low-down term for a person. True. Why would Yeshua call it? Why would Yeshua, the woman is identified as a Greek woman. Why would Yeshua, when people ask Yeshua for a miracle, he never responded by calling somebody a dog and refusing can to I, do the miracle. I, can I interject really quickly? And yeah. I do mean less than 15 seconds because the brother, brother's flowing. I don't want to cut him off. I don't think he meant to call I don't think he was calling her a dog. He was using a parable like you don't take what's his holy and give to something that's, that's not called you because his actions does not represent calling somebody a dog. Calling somebody a dog is a whole new different kind of mindset. And he turns well, around and heals. The Bible, real quickly, the Bible says they came to him sick from all nations. People came to him. And the Bible says he healed them all. Every Gentile. Uh, right. Right. Hold on, hold on, everybody, real quick. The behavior of Christ was not like calling anybody a dog. I don't think it meant that. I just think it's kind of like this. Here's a good one. It's kind of like when the scripture says, don't give, if people don't listen to you, keep moving. It says, don't give your prayers to a swine. In that way, it's calling everybody a swine. Then Jews, everybody. Because it said, they don't listen. Keep going. Don't cast your prayers before swine. Well, who even talking about was Jews? If I, my memory serves me right. So what is he going to call a Jews or pig then? No, he wasn't calling him a pig or a dog. It's just a, it's, it's just a, uh, what's that? What's the word I'm looking for, brother John? Um, I'm not sure. Allegorical, allegorical. Go ahead. Okay, uh, but then I'm, okay, if, allegorical. But but my point is, he, his initial impression was to refuse to do the miracle for the woman, and told her it is not right for me to give to you what God sent for His children. In addition, you know, in the Hebrew, even in Jesus' time. Uh, Gentiles weren't even allowed to come into the into the synagogue. Yeah, but Jesus, if I make when Jesus time, sent, wait, 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 let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. When Jesus sent finish, his please. disciples out, the first thing out of his mouth was what? Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans. Go only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And what True. I'm trying to say, in the Bible it does say that in Ezekiel that one-sixth of Gentiles will be saved. I'm not denying that. That 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 you know the words only Hebrew Israelite people are going to be saved. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying is that God I don't think is going to use a Gentile to lead his people because he never has. He never has. I never, if you read the Bible, I, 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 he's never I he's never agree. used a Gentile to try to save his people. I do agree with okay. you to that last statement you made that he is not going to use just anybody. He has an order. And I do believe he's going to use Israel to, as you say, educate the masses. I do. It just makes sense. 
It does. He just can't do it all at the same time. And Gentiles at the same time are not going to have the same kind of. This is this is curses flowing through our blood. It's who we are. And he said, "I will use you, Israel, to knowledge will flow from Israel." I believe that. So that's Bible. What you just said. The thing that I want to be careful with is when you say things like, "Before he offered up himself, he had to just come to Israel. He was sent for a season to just Israel." That proves what you're right. saying about him using Israel, because he was sent to just Israel. But remember, right. the whole purpose of him coming, the Bible talks about Israel being asleep and rejecting the Messiah, and then it, the Gentiles being brought into the commonwealth of Israel. We can't cut that part of the scriptures out. They are just as common as we are now. However, he's still going to just use in order his people to resurrect. But I do believe that he's using many Gentiles because the Israelites is sweet. Most African Americans under the sound of my voice, including Brother Dan. Can we talk? But they don't believe we Israelites, I don't think. A lot of your callers listening to me right now, y'all y'all with Brother Dan. You don't believe it. Well, if you don't know he Israel, how are we gonna be leading the nation to the to the Father? So who do you think he's gonna use in teaching the scriptures? They don't use Gentiles. And then once we wake no, up, hold on, hold on. I don't. Hold on. One more thing, one more thing. He is using Gentiles. Think about it. How do you come into this knowledge? It is a Gentile. I don't know about y'all, but a lot of white people share with me some of the things I share. It wasn't just black, pro-black power. No. I learned from Kenneth Copeland. I learned from Kenneth Hagan. I learned that they was racist, but I did learn some principles to him. So, of course, he can use the Gentiles. He have used the Gentiles. I mean, look at, are we we sleep? Look around. But I do think Pastor Chris is on to something. He started with Israel, and he's going to end with Israel. Israel will be resurrected, Ezekiel 37. We will become a nation again. And then, Dan, watch what his brother think of his very scripture. He is going to go through his people, but we just got to be careful what Christ did before his offering up of his body, and the Gentiles didn't grab him through the blood of Christ. That didn't happen until he died and ascended. That's two different doctrines. We can't stay with what he was saying before he went up and was offered, because the Father had him to follow his will, and his will was go to the Israelites. Go to the Israelites. But after he offered up his body, there was a man named Paul come on the scene. And so I know how well, to do it by Paul. I know how a lot of people feel Paul, but again, even the Old Testament, he did nothing with Israel unless he did have some Gentiles in that mix in his lineage even. I'm well, you know what? Okay. I, you know, it was, well, can you, can you tell me anywhere in the Bible that God used a Gentile to lead Israel or to liberate Israel from anybody? Um. He would have can, to I, speak, can I speak? Can I speak an example that might get his attention concerning the Gentiles? Okay. 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 Do you remember when Peter had that vision, and there was things oh, actually, falling Dan, from the sky, and it was Dan, unclean things? Dan. The, before you do that, this is John, and Pastor Chris actually asked a question. So if no, we, I, I, you, I asked. I, I asked. I said, "May I speak?" And then it was a pause. He got quiet. So I thought he was giving me well, a chance he, to talk. Well, yeah, he did ask. all I'm all I'm saying is that he asked a question at the end of his statement, 
And I'm, if I'm he answering wants to, that question. I'm answering that question. That's why I said, may I speak? Okay, please. Go ahead. I, I know a scripture you're talking about, and I just didn't see the correlation, but if you can go ahead and okay. pull that together, please. If you, if you let me finish, I'll show you, okay? Okay. I, I always have a, we, we I always give have you a purpose what I'm saying. I'm so, going to give you a five-minute freestyle to make, pull this together. No, it's, it's, it works with just what Chris saying the subject we're talking about, okay? I'm not out of place. It, his question. His question was, the brother said, I'm going to give you five minutes, and you said something how it's related. You need to really listen to the moderator, okay? We, we spend but I didn't time get a chance to say it. Dan, Dan, hold on a second. He said, I'll give you five minutes. You didn't even hear that. I didn't get five minutes. You didn't turn it on a notch like he was saying, okay? I'm on the speakerphone. I'm on the speakerphone. That's why it's well, loud. Well, you got to be on whatever phone you're on. You got to be able to hear the moderator so we can keep the show rolling. Okay, go ahead. You got five minutes, Dan. Quickly. Well, okay, I want to make sure that he yeah, understands the question, Dan. Do I sound better I, now? You, you sound fine sound the first now? time. You probably couldn't hear us, but I just want to make sure that you understood that what Pastor Chris said last was: Has there ever been basically a Gentile savior? Has there ever been a Gentile that has came and brought Israel? Out of captivity at any time So that's the reason why I was making sure That you were consistent with what he asked If what you're well, saying is about that question Then go ahead Yeah well okay I, I just want to show Because it, it, it appears that he's pointing to Israel only So I don't have an answer for a Gentile But let me use this part in the New Testament To confirm what God thought thinks about the Gentile okay. Peter had a vision it, that he was in the vision, God showed him, and the things was coming down, and he said there was unclean things, maybe there was pork or whatever. And he said, I will not eat that, I will not eat that. And then he saw it again. Now, now, now God told Peter to go to Cornelius' house, but he didn't know why. He said, go to Cornelius' house. And then he had, he had this vision before. So, with, with, so what happened was, when he went to Cornelius' house, Cornelius was a Gentile. And then while he spoke the word of God and preached, the Holy Ghost fell on them, and they all began to speak in tongues. So God said, do not call unclean. Do not call unclean what I call clean. That's the point I'm making. The point I'm making that Pastor Chris was using an example of the Israelites. God is going to use anyone. How about this scripture? Whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord, or it's not his will that any shall perish. So God is welcoming all creation. Remember, the Gentiles are creating God's image too, just like the Jews. And God loves them too, and God wants to use them too, because this is a big world, and Israel can't reach everybody. That's so can, I, can I respond to that? Okay, let, yes, can I can. respond to that? Okay, sure. all right. Even with your example, did the Gentiles do anything to Peter? Or did Peter do something to the Gentiles? He didn't do anything to the Gentiles. It was God no, that showed him the vision. God was showing. Wait a minute, he asked me a question. God was showing Peter he was prejudiced. And God said, don't you call what I call clean unclean. That's why he showed him the vision because there was things coming down. Peter said, I will not eat. I would not eat that because it was against a Jewish custom. So God was teaching right, it was Peter food. not to be prejudiced. 
Right. But what, what my point is, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing Sorry, go ahead. with you, but I just want you to, what I'm saying is, okay, Peter and some Gentiles were together, right? Did the well, he, Gentiles... went to he went to, to preach to the Gentiles at that time. Okay, he went to preach to the Gentiles. Okay, but did Peter, did the Hebrew uh, influence the Gentiles or did the Gentiles influence Peter? In other words, it was coming from a Hebrew Israelite to the Gentiles and not to the from the Gentiles to a Hebrew Israelite. But it was but remember it was a Jew that went to the Gentile. It wasn't a Gentile God used to the Gentile. Well, well, he, well, see, well, let, he did use man, a Jew. Uh, he did use an Israelite to bring let, let to bring get, the gospel to get, the um Gentile. Let me get some let me get some clarification from you because we use okay. the term Hebrew and we use in Jews. Who who are the Jews, in your opinion? Israelites. Okay. Israelites. Then, okay, so so you said okay, so I'm just for 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 sake of understanding, could you? Because I think Jews and Israelites are two different people. So could we just maybe stick with Hebrew or Israelite so we know who we're talking about? Well, the the. Um, they they both represent Israel, right? No. We have we have we have um, people from Africa. We have people from America. We have people that are black blacks of all well, around the world. That's true. So, but true. But so but, I'm but just Gentiles, saying that wait, wait, there could be a section for the Hebrews. They could be a but all of them are natural Jews. Wait a minute. All of them are natural Jews. All of my natural okay. Jews. That's Can the bottom line. Like we African American. Right. Well, let let. Let me interject. Let me interject something. Okay, go ahead. Gentiles are Jews by conversion. They are not descendant from Abraham. So they have Jew, Judaism as a religion, but they are not covenant people. And if you look in, in Revelations 2, 9 and 3, 9, it talks about, I know the blasphemy of them who say they are Jews, but are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. And in 3, 9, it says something similar. So, you know, even in Jesus' time, they were Jews who were converted Jews by religion who were Gentile, and they were Hebrew-Israelite Jews. Yeah, Hebrew that's Israelite true. Jews. All right. And that's, so that's, when true, you read, when that's you, true today because they call it Judaism, right? Right. When, right, I, when but a Gentile converts to it, it's Judaism, right? Right. But they can convert to Judaism, but they are not covenant people. Right. In other I words, agree that's with just you, like like men, you could be Roman Catholic, but we are not Roman. Right. We can be Roman Catholic by religion, but not by ethnicity or or birthright. I, I agree you what you said about the Gentile. Yeah, yeah. I agree that's, what you said. Right. So and so, but see, what what a lot of people don't realize is that when you read about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those were Gentiles. Hold on a second. I have to talk oh, no, about that. Those those were those were Gentile Jews. And, you know, it says, and those Jews who believed on Jesus, those were Hebrew Israelite Jews. But the other Jews didn't believe them because they were in power. The Roman government had put them in power. And so they saw the Messiah, they saw Yeshua as a threat to their political position with Rome. That's true. And so, and so we have to distinguish between like Samaritans, you know, when, when, the, when, when the Romans came in Jerusalem and Israel and took over, they, they uh, put Samaritan and Gentile Jews over the Hebrew Israelites. If I'm uh, they're, you not, mean, no, they're not Gentile moment, Jews. Dan? They're Jews and Gentiles. They're two separate um, races. 
in the Bible, okay. right? But they were, just, but they were, but they were converted. They were also converted Gentile Jews. And we got to handle that. Okay, if I may, gentlemen. Okay, I'm going to make a statement. Okay, and, and the reason why I'm going to make this statement now is because I've heard the 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 give and take. I would like to just make a small contribution, which I believe will kind of tie a couple of ends, not not all, but then I would like for us to kind of redirect back to the our original discussion. Uh, Brother Seth hasn't even got to the point of giving his three um, his three items that he feel uh, are the biggest concerns for. Uh, I think he did uh, that in the beginning. I think he, he did, did that in the beginning when he mentioned no, that the first one was people away from God. Dan, 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 don't tell yeah. the moderator how to moderate. Well, if, if, if he didn't... If no, I was just helping you, him out. No, he I don't think that, man. Was, uh, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, God, we right? got to get order. I know you're new to this whole thing, so let me help you out, brother. Don't correct Brother John. Listen, you want me to be on the program, hold, don't hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on a second. I'm okay. going to meet you for a second. I'm going to meet you, okay, because we got to have order. If Brother John say I, I haven't gave the three, how are you going to tell him, yeah, you have? Come on, man. You're a guest. Come on. got you meeting right now. I'll bring you on because we need to hear from you. But calm down a little bit. All right. So, so you can bring uh, uh, Brother I, Dan on when you bring you can bring him on when you okay, bring him on. Okay, this line is unmuted. This line is unmuted. This line is unmuted. But we okay. just got to have order. That's fine. That's fine. My line is unmuted. Make... Hold on a second. Hold on. Uh, Let me just talk to him just for a second, uh, Brother John. Okay. The point I want to make is this. First of all, the question that you asked, Pastor Chris, has there ever been a Gentile that has um, emancipated the Israelites at any given time? The answer is just simply no. <laughs> so. We, it, it, I, I, it's a, to me, it's a very easy question because there's only been a few times that they've been um, in captivity. Um, it may have been long, like now. Now is a very long time. But no, a Gentile has never emancipated the Israelites. Um, when the Messiah was speaking to the, the, I think it was, I'm not sure if she's a Phoenician woman, but while the word used was dog, it definitely lets us know that she was beneath the Jews and she concurred. She concurred. And so um, that it wasn't that Jesus is racist. And even the story that um, uh, brother Dan gave about Cornelius, it's not that Peter was prejudiced. That was their law. They were not to intermingle with Gentiles. There are a bunch of other laws that even supported that, such as do not plant a field with two different types of agriculture, like corn and beans. No, it's all corn or it's all beans. Don't wear um, clothing that has two types of fibers. He's he's given you examples of do not intermingle with them. Why? Because they will become a snare to you. I believe that's Joshua 3. He's letting them know they will become a thorn in the flesh and they will become a snare to you and you'll begin to worship your God. And that's when I'm going to take, I'm going to get, get at you. Okay. So he, if, if the word dog had a less abrasive meaning at that, uh, at that time than it does now, so be it. But it was an understanding that 
the Jews in their eyes, and even in that lady's eyes, they were the higher nationality. They were the ones who received the oracles of God. They're the ones who dealt specifically with God. Everybody knew how God brought them out of Egypt. That's when God hit the, he hit the world scene. Everybody knew. That's why everybody in Canaan land was scared to death. A fight is a fight. They're used to having fights with one another. That's how you get conquest. But when you have a God that comes and takes a nation out of a nation, and now they're at your front door because he's giving them your house, (laughs) scared to death, scared to death. And so I say all of that just to kind of at least acknowledge what it was that you were saying. Now, what I'm about to say, I, I'm, you probably will not agree with, which I'm cool with, the Jews, w- w- as you stated, covenant people by bloodline. That was the covenant in Exodus 20 where Moses sprinkled, he got, when they, when they said that they would obey these, these laws, he sprinkled the book, he sprinkled the people, blood covenant. There's a second blood covenant, and we all know what that is. It's the, when he went on the cross and died. And, of course, it is through faith. That faith is what gives the Gentiles access to the new covenant. And so the question becomes, which Jew, be it physical Jew or Jew by faith, the spiritual Jew, which one has precedent? Well, I won't debate that. All I know is that Paul had no problem with peeling off all that the physical Jew, all of the attributes. And I don't have that problem either because the spiritual blessings and the spiritual promises, they're just better. They're just better, in my opinion. For the persons that want to go back to Israel and that's, you know, you live and do whatever, that's fine. I want that that new fly body that Christ got. Y'all saw how he's walking, just showing up and appearing into places. Uh, I mean, the, the, the physical Jew, that's not what they're getting. We're, getting. we're getting that blessed hope, as the old parishioners called it, that hope of a new body that now it's, 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 you can fall on the sword and not be hurt, as in Joel 3. It, it, it's, it's different. So um, they... Per Corinthians, I believe that's 10 uh, and like, matter of fact, I got it right here. It, it says that, this is Corinthians 10.10, 10, neither murmur ye as some, of, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, here's the kicker. Now, all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition unto whom the ends of the world are come. Yo. That's us. We are at the end of this age, and what took place with them is is letting us know what not to do. And so that, to me, I, I still agree emphatically with what you're saying, though, uh, Pastor Chris. The question just simply is, what exactly is a Jew? A Jew is a person who has faith. In the Most High God, Abraham had it, and he also was the one who created the lineage, blood lineage of the physical Jews. But he also created that 
spiritual lineage by faith of the spiritual Jews. And we can find all of them in Revelation 7. After it goes through all well, of the physical Jews, 12,000 here, 12,000 here, 12,000 here, it says that right, there was an right. innumerable number of persons of all nations, tongues, and ethnicities giving praise to God. So, you know, uh, that that's no, kind of I, my I take. agree with you. Uh, but well, let, let let me throw something mm-hmm. outside of it, man, because you because you know how I feel about Paul. You know that, you know. I do. You know, <laughs> you, okay, but I'm I not, not going. I, I do. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna take that completely out the the conversation. But then, if all of that's true, why did Paul say to the Jew first, then to the Gentile? Because the that that is that still that we were all that, that is because that physical Jew they still have a place, and it's an important place. Because even the spiritual Jew, they're not the ones who received the oracles of God. It was that physical right. Jew. That was nothing but right. physical people there. And yes, they right. are the ones who were to take the word and 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 give salvation to the world. They were supposed to do that. So that's the reason why I say, yeah, I, I agree 100% um, w- with that particular statement. But yeah, okay. right. as we talked with but, Pastor Warner some, some time ago, and, and I told him, there's a scripture that says, has God forgotten his people? No, he hasn't. No. Right. But 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 why would he say okay. to the Jew first, then to the Gentile, if if there was no division and we all spiritual Jews and all that? Why why would he make that distinction? I, I, I personally believe that that was not speaking to the Gentile born-again believer. I think that was just the Gentiles. But I may be wrong, Pastor Chris. I don't purport to be a a theologian. As I've always stated on the show, I'm a recreational Bible reader. So, yeah, (laughs) your point is is well taken. And, John, you got to call a whole lot Well, you you know, and and it's it's just just how you kind of interpret it, you know, because, you know, I think we we, we are mostly agreeing on what we're saying. Yeah, I agree. We're pretty much at 90, 90, 95% there. Uh, uh, Brother Seth, you were saying? Yeah, we got to call a whole are you ready to go? Um, let's go ahead and get them, and then you can do you. You can after they come on, you can give your three points because we we're at twenty three minutes remaining. Okay, all right. Eric one seven three five zero. Your 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 line is open. Go right here with your question or comment. Would like to know your name and city, please. Uh, this is Apostle uh, Malachi of the Lost Apostle Foundation. Apostle Malachi, what's good? Uh, Fort Worth, Texas, Lost Foundation Lights Congregation. Uh, I just wanted to just stick to the topic uh, about uh, what are the pressing, the pressing issues uh, and uh, solutions to the issues. Uh, well, well, uh, one of the pressing issues that uh, is, is 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 such as this, you know. Uh, uh, scriptural division, uh, or for lack of a uh, 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 lack of a better term, religion, uh, religious division, things like that. You know, different interpretations, under, misunderstanding or understandings. You know, uh, but but you know what we need to do is just uh, uh, define ourselves. Uh, along common lines, what we can agree, and we need to build from there. Uh, because while we are having these uh, uh, lack of understanding and uh, 
divisions, you know, scripturally or, or religiously and even politically, uh, we'll we'll set it being slaughtered in the streets. And uh, uh, so the solution is that we need to find the common ground on which we can find ourselves. Uh, and it doesn't need it doesn't need to be a crayon color. Uh, it doesn't need to be based solely on pigmentation, uh, but but it needs to be something that we can that has legal status. And uh, uh, just before I go, I want to uh, say that uh, November the twenty third, uh, we're going to have a uh, uh, at the Resurrection Bookstore on uh, on Horn Street um, in the Como community. Uh, uh, we're going to have uh, Where Do We Go From Here, Part 3. Where Do We Go From Here, Part 3, uh, November the 23rd, planning uh, and strategy session. Planning and strategy session about where do we go from here as a people. We have tried religion. We have tried debate. We have tried civil rights bills, uh, but we want to have a discussion on where do we go from here as a people. And uh, I'm trying to pull up the address. Uh, but that's going to be November, November 23rd, that this Saturday coming up, this Saturday coming up um, at the uh, at 6.30 p.m. At 6.30 p.m. And uh, it's hosted by the... Uh, Follow me when I say this, bro, Kevin. 
follow me when I say this. I'm not knocking whatever it is they're doing because we don't even know what the uh, uh, contents of their discussion is. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that, to me, if where we go from here is something aside from what has been stated at the outset that we all agreed upon, then it, it really is a lesson in futility. It may create, in my opinion, a ease that's temporary, an ease that's short-lived. That's all I'm saying. But Apostle Malachi, do you have that uh, that address? Yes, I have it. I have it. Uh, that's November the 23rd uh, mm-hmm. at 6.30 p.m. Uh, at the Resurrection Bookstore, 3212, 3212 Horn Street, Fort Worth, Texas, 76107. Once again, that's 3212 Horn Street, Fort Worth, Texas, 76107. Resurrection Bookstore, November the 23rd, 6.30 p.m. Where do we go from here as a people? Part three, the tour. This is a tour. Uh, Our next stops will be in Houston, Texarkana, and Little Rock, Arkansas, and Mississippi going into 20, uh, 2020. We're taking the same name. Apostle Malachi, yes. just out of curiosity, considering that this is uh, number three, what yes. was the information given in one and two, if you can succinctly tell us that? What, what, where did they say we go from here? What was the outcome? Well, uh, where do we go from here? Uh, part one was inspired by the uh, 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 the disappointment of the uh, uh, a lot of good-hearted brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who ran for uh, local election in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Deborah Peoples, who lost the mayor best of price. Uh, Chris Nettles, who lost in District Eight. Uh, uh, Brother Raymond, Brother Raven, and uh, Brother uh, and Sister Tammy Pierce. Who lost in my district, District Five, Brother Cleveland, with ISD, who lost as well, and for to be on the board. And recently, uh, uh, so uh, by all those all those good-hearted individuals losing to a, a, a regime in Fort Worth, Texas, that actually has a monopoly, and that's and that is actually endorsing and is paid for. To continue to uh, uh, endorse the uh, the uh, the abuse that uh, 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 that the police uh, well, police department has been found uh, uh, to be uh, 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 guilty of uh, uh, not by the system but has been found you know to be you know uh, uh, guilty by the citizens good hearted citizens. If I may, if I, if know, I so, may, I was actually so we, curious what the outcome was. Well, what, what I'm what, getting where, to that. Where did they so? So we well, came together. Well, if, I, if I may, if I may, the only reason I'm one, kind of rushing you is because we only have okay. 14 minutes left, and okay. Brother Seth hasn't given his three um, his three pointers. Okay, the information, the information, the, the get, getting the right information, and uh, and getting the right people in place to organize to this point where we can actually implement some solutions uh, and strategize. Got it. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anything else, uh, Pat, I mean, Apostle Malachi? Oh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Brother Seth, yeah. you yeah. out, man. Church's Chicken is calling. You know how I feel about it. <laughs> Church's Chicken is calling. Let's employ you. 
Try some Popeyes, brother. Man, anyway, hold on, let me just share my two things so much some church's chicken. Listen, uh, folks, this is sure our people are dying in the street. 75,000 black women missing. Um, they're talking about racism. They're talking about uh, white supremacy on the rise. 794 groups and counting. Uh, these folks are serious. They are armed and they're ready to take this country back. And there's a lot going on with us, folks. I mean, we're trying to, we're talking about some, and it's okay, it's open front. It's not no certain thing we just got to talk about other than just what is going on with us as a people. But it is open form, which means it's open. So I just want to say this really quickly, uh, as quick as I can, about what I feel is the, the, the most important thing. And remember I said earlier at the beginning of the show about three times, it don't have to just be one. If you have more, just kind of limit it to three. So um, what's important to me, and what's important, just listen to this show even. We have got to follow his spirit. We've got to learn how to hear his spirit, learn how to let it lead and guide us, because we don't know what the heck we are doing. We don't know what we're doing. We're in trouble. We're with a very well-sophisticated, organized, one-world government, new world order. They are solid. They're ruling hard. Nothing can do well with them but the kingdom of good, the most high. And the people, the kingdom, the only person that can top the new world order is the kingdom of God. If you're in the kingdom of God, it's not enough just to be in it. you got to be led by that spirit. Think about a person out of the Vietnam War, and they're out there trying to fight the, the Viet Cong, doing what they want, fighting when they want. They don't listen to no sergeant. They don't listen to no captain. They're just going out there. You know how sophisticated they were. They had landmines. They had all types of booby traps. Can you imagine somebody just have to do what they want? That's how we are. We are no match for these people. That's why I say, of course, the Father is going to use the Gentiles because the Israelites right now is uh-uh. No, no, no. He's looking for those who have a heart after him and those who have a heart after him and that are seeking that spirit. He's using them. And, and, and I think the Father is using whoever. But I do think in the end, the Israelites is going to wake up because it's prophesied that a remnant is going to be used. Whichever one it is, if he's just going to use a remnant, is that all he got to work with? No, it's going to be other Gentiles. I believe that. But I believe that his people, because of his covenant with Abraham, is going to be the one to lead out. So I just think the number one problem is godliness in our culture, in our family, in our business ventures, in the way we raise our children, in our young young generation, where they are. They're just godless. People don't want to hear about God. You don't want to go to churches, and when you do go to churches, sometimes you can't get everything you need, but there is some there is some milk there. That's why I don't want to knock the churches too hard, because there is some milk there, and, there, and, and we as a people do need that milk. But we need to go on to some deeper things in the most high. But folks, we do have 75,000 black women. I can't get away from that. That is really bothering us. When they start doing things to us, but even in, in toppling this, this issue, which really is small compared to, to the other... Many, many issues facing our people. Even stopping this whole sexual slavery, you got to be led by the Spirit. You don't take the Father long to, to, to shut that down, but it's going to take believers that are listen to his Ruach, that, that, that Holy Spirit. This is very, very, very serious what's going on with our people. And I want to do a show tonight where we can just, where people can come, there's, there's hope, and they're going to be tuning into this show. And that's why I was saying what I was saying. I don't want to spend too much time talking about how to talk when, because we got people tuning in in the future, a year from now, 10 years from now. Yeah, 10 years from now, if you listen to the show. I listened to the show the other day. That's 10 years. Well, not not 10 years. I'm more like five years, but I'm sure it'll be around 10 years. But folks that want to know hope, they want to know what do I do 
That's why I'm not trying to knock too many people out there doing something. They may do the wrong thing, Brother John. They may maybe uh, when but pass up a Pastor Malachi to meet, they don't get the solution. But guess what? They're meeting. And if they're just not meeting for the sake of meeting, because a lot of times people just do they want to be seen and all that. If they're doing that, then they're going to fail. But if they're meeting and they, if people come in with that rule off the Holy Spirit, you never know. Movements have been born. Everything in the civil rights wasn't civil rights. Some of the people were getting, trying to be known, trying to be marched with king to be seen. You know, a lot of that SNCC movement, SNCC meetings, all that wasn't spiritual. But look what was born out of it. So I just think we as a people, if it means meetings, meet. If it means marches, march. Those of you listening, you're not living in Texas. If you need to meet, meet. If you need to march, march. There needs to be some prayers and people getting together and just pray. Get on your knees, don't do nothing, but just pray. You know, in and, and, and prayer, I know some of y'all believe in some of you just pray in tongues, because we don't even know how to pray. You know, but this thing is not, it's serious. It's serious, serious, serious. We've got to turn to the most. I know that's the one thing we've all been saying. So that's the first solution. We've got to turn to the most high. We've got to do it his way. We've got to be led by his spirit because they are killing us in the streets, the cops. I don't even want to go through all the various things. You know, it, it, it's a use, it's a, a poor use of time to name all these things because it's countless. Wherever there are people, and I'm not talking about white people. I'm not. I'm talking about the enemy. Most of our pain is coming from ourselves, number one. And number two, our own people. Then number three, outsiders. If we can stop all of the pain that we're doing ourselves, we'll be light years ahead. If we can stop all the pain that our people are doing our people, we'll be light years ahead. If just the enemy outside did stuff to us, we'd be light, light years ahead. So I'm talking about the real enemy, and that stops when the Holy Spirit is dominating our lives. We'll have patience with each other. We don't. We can't even hold hold our voices long enough to make a comment. This is what I mean. How you how the most I gonna use in the middle of a war if we can't even conversate? I'm not just talking about. I'm talking about myself too. We got to have patience. So that, that that's just a little bit about it, it's, brother John. It's, it's, we can have five shows on what's going on with us. But I think number one, we got to turn to the Father. We got to turn to Him, and He's got to be Lord of our life and Lord of our thoughts. Otherwise, I'd be talking forever. Brother John? All right. Yep. Um, I believe, uh, uh, let me, is uh, Brother Dan and uh, Pastor Crystal on, on the line? Everybody I'm on. still Everybody on. Hello. Okay. Can you hear me, John? Yeah, I hear you just fine. Just fine. Okay, I'm um, still here. Thank you, fake. Thank yeah. you for saying my name. Yeah, no problem, bro. No problem. Um, yeah, with that being said, uh, Brother Seth, uh, I have no parting comments. Um, uh, I wanted to extend any parting comments to Pastor Chris, uh, Brother Dan. Obviously, we only have six minutes, so nothing that's going to like <laughs> be something that we're trying to debate a situation because we don't have that time, and nor do I want us to push beyond the designated time frame. So, Brother Dan, do you have any closing words? I'd like to say I agree with what Brother Seth said. I would like to say that we must put God first in our life, and that's by choice, and follow what the Word of God says. Not everybody would make that decision, but we, the lives 
can change who's willing to turn to God. The Bible says the labor are few, the harvest is great, and we all need to do something. I'm finished. Excellent. Uh, is Pastor Chris on? I'm still on. Yes. Can you hear me? Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Any, any any parting words, Pastor Chris? My, my parting words, um, I just wanted to say to Brother Dan, man, I really enjoy you being on the show. That's what's and, up. And you know, I, I I just I just don't want you to be you know disappointed sometime you know, because we all we all trying to go to the same place, my brother. And we don't have to agree on everything, but you got to remember. I try to remember we all in the same boat. You know what I'm saying? True. And so I just brother, want to say to everybody. Chris, yes, thank sir. you for saying that. I appreciate it. Okay. No, I do, man. Because you know, my thing is, bro. One of our problems as a people, we have to love one another. And just because we don't disagree or we might get heated for a second, none of the people on this phone are each other's enemy. We have enemies, True. but we are not enemies to each other. So to right. me, it's like we got we have to be peaceful with one another. We can argue and everything, but when we hang up the phone, I'm still loving Brother Dan, I'm still loving Brother John, and I'm still loving Brother Seth because it's all about love. We have to love one another so we can move forward as a people. I concur. Yeah, I concur. Will said, Pastor Chris. Um, uh, thanks for that. That's that is apropos. Um, what I am going to do, and Brother Seth has a few more words that he's going to uh, to to say, somewhat of a postscript, so to speak. I'm going to go ahead and release the line as always. I appreciate everyone that's listened in. Um, definitely tune in next week. I'm sure that we'll find something uh, to discuss. As, have our spirited discussions as we do and uh, from time to time. Uh, Brother Seth, thanks for having me on. Fellas, y'all have a good evening. Bye-bye. All right, John. You take care, brother. All right. Well, well, uh, uh, Brother John, I appreciate your hard work, and uh, I really appreciate that, Brother, everything he do. Uh, Brother Dan, uh, in less than 30 seconds, last words, and Brother Chris, in less than 30 seconds, uh, uh, last words, please, and we'll wrap up this show after I make a few final comments myself. Thank you, Seth. I would just like to say that I write gospel tracks, and it's on G-O-S-P-E-L-T-R-A-C-T-S-W-O-W.com. Gospel tracks, wow. They're a resource if you want to witness and reach people for Jesus. Thank you, Seth. Okay, I was going to do that, but damn, but since you did it, uh, there you have it. GospelTracksWild.com. Well, appreciate you, Dan. Thank you, Seth. Thank you for letting me out of the program. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Brother um, Chris. I appreciate you, too. And I look forward to future programs, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we, hey, man, since you live in the city, we're going to have to get together. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, okay I live, brother. I live, I, live, I live right outside of Fort Worth, right near Mansfield, man. So I'm up in Fort Worth. I know Worth where all that is. Time, so, yeah, okay. so we're going to have to get together, man. Well, thank you. I look forward to that, okay? Yeah, me too. Oh. Me too, my brother. Yes, yes, yes. And go ahead, Pastor Chris, with your final words, please. All I'm all I'm gonna say, man, is uh I just want everybody to love your brother and sister. And and yes, you know, yes. Yeshua said, love God and love your neighbor and you know, I always take my neighbor to be someone who lives near me, meaning another brother or sister. And we ha- we have to get an extreme love for one another for us to get up out of the problems and situations that we are suffering today. You know, if you really love your brother or sister, you wouldn't draw a pull a gun on him, shoot him, 
do some random shooting, you know, like they buried that sister last week, was 79 years old, sitting in her living room, and brother out there spraying, and she she's sitting up there watching TV and got, got shot and killed. And if you love your people, you wouldn't do anything close to that evil. So I'm just trying to wow, get us to wow, know wow. That, that, that we have to love one another. Wow, wow, wow. Because love is of God. Amen. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, I really appreciate you, brother. Really appreciate your hard work in the community, especially you've been serving for a long, long, long time. And uh, just want you to know I really appreciate your work and, and, and uh, your active love yourself. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Appreciate you, brother. Well, folks, listen, it's been a very show. We kind of been had a little rough spots here and there. But just know this, uh, for the most part, a lot of the information went forth, a lot of different angles. Folks, there's so much we're going through. There's no way we can talk about all the things that are happening in the area of economics to our people, all the things that happen in the area of religion to our people, health and medicine, so much going on in that area, education. We can't cover all the things that are happening to our laws and bylaws and law enforcement and judicial, and it's just so much foreign policy, what's happening with our children, how we're oppressing other nations through our military. It's just a lot going on in our world, housing accommodation, uh, just so much, so much discrimination. You heard somebody talk about shootings in our community. It is so much happening to us. There's no way we can do a show to address all those things. But I think we at least started the ball rolling by saying we truly, number one, need to find out, and we need to, first of all, turn our hearts towards the Most High. We have got to turn our hearts towards Him. And we need to seek His Spirit. He has put His Spirit on this earth that's called the Comforter. Why is it called the Comforter? To comfort us in times like this. Folks, you can't deny we need a lot of comforting. And those of you that with co-hosts, don't hang up because I've got a very important little something here I'm saying, and then we're going to end with a very important song. But folks, listen, the comforter, the comforter. It is no joke. This is no myth. It's no, it's no myth. It's no myth, folks. The Holy Spirit is real. Over the years, I've been comforted so much so by the Spirit, being at the end of my rope, discouraged, uh, just, just not knowing which way to go. And when I do listen, I don't always listen, but when I do settle down and seek the Most High and get quiet and go somewhere and seek Him, that Spirit comes and it comforts me. I'm not just talking about some emotional, some... I know people do have emotional experience, but not all of us is emotional. It goes deeper and it's a spiritual thing where this comforter comes in and comforts our hearts in the middle of this Babylonian, very wicked society. Not to mention the wickedness that's going on in a lot of us from self-hating, a lot of our flesh craving evil. There's a lot going on inside of us before any enemy gets to us. And then there's a lot going on in our families, a lot going on in our nation, within the nation. So before all of these things jump off, there is an enemy inside of us, but the Holy Spirit rises up and leads and guides us out of all danger, internal, external. Folks, I wish... You understand what I'm saying right now. Oftentimes, we believers don't live the example. So, people don't believe. They see the 
testimony, but they see so many people acting up that supposedly know the Father. They say, well, if he's all that, why are y'all doing this? Why are you doing that? It's kind of like the whole healing teachings. If he's such a healer, healer why are y'all so sick? They don't focus on those that are obedient, that are those that are spending quality time that are healed. They look at the ones that are not and say, well, if he's all there, why y'all are not walking in it? Not knowing that those people that are sick, many times they've been healed over the years, but they just kind of lose the faith along the way. It's like a person who's fat, but at one point they were fat and they lost weight and picked it back up. It don't mean they don't know how to lose weight. They lost it before. My point is, is there is a God. There is an Elohim. He does know about the affairs of man. He did send his spirit to lead and guide us and teach us, and that same spirit empower us with knowledge. It's something called the nine gifts of the spirit. Or the Father himself will, by his spirit, rise up in us and give us knowledge that we didn't necessarily work for. It's just a gift. Of course, we believe in going to college and, and studying and learning. It's the whole purpose of having this dialogue, but this is something different, where the Holy Spirit rises up in us and leads and guides us in and out of danger and even empowers us to do His work, or do the Father's work and with this kingdom, through, even in business and all types of ways this knowledge can help us. And there's something called working in miracles, where some people don't know how, they can't explain it. Nobody can explain, but they was able to perform miracles through the same Spirit that, that comforts us. We're not a hopeless people. Like I said in the show description, our challenges as a nation is no match for the Most High Yah. We're just no match. We just got to line up with this program. I salute Pastor Malachi and anybody else that's trying to meet. But we just got to search our heart. A lot of us out there trying to meet just to be seen and all of this. We got to go get past that. Once we are really seeking to really know the Father's will through seeks, uh, through meetings with other like-minded individuals, the Father says, if you meet in my name, I will be in the midst. Yes, even these business and these community civic meetings. He cares about our young people, our older people, what's going on. He even cares about other nations, for sure, for sure. So, Tonight, you just heard just a few little things to, to give a glimmer of hope. And I apologize uh, uh, for the little bit of interruptions here and there, but we got to learn. You know, Brother Dan is new to the whole vlogging, and uh, he's learning. And uh, it's not something you can just come on and just pick up, you know, to know when to talk and when not to talk. It's it's not easy. You, you have to kind of listen for a while. You can't come in trying to reinvent the wheel. You have to listen and follow others. You can't reinvent nothing. They'll be coming on, like going on CNN, trying to tell them what to do. You have got to follow the lead. So I, 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 I respect what he's trying to do and speaking up and giving his saying, trying to be equal time. But, you know, so just know that forgive him, forgive myself for going back and forth like that. But we're trying to just, again, get this message out. Listen to what he said, uh, to, the, to, to, to the things he shared that he knew for sure. And listen to what Brother John knew and shared that he knew for sure. Folks, just know this. We love... We love people. And like I say every week, and I'm saying it again this week, I love every single one of you, every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Our show is for all people. All people can glean as to what's going on with African Americans because many uh, of our other ethnic groups 
are living beside African Americans. They're working with African Americans. They're worshiping with African Americans. Some even hire African Americans. It's hard to have African Americans hiring them. You need to know who we are as a people. That's the one thing we didn't hit that hard tonight. Well, yes, we did a little bit. But the other, another problem, you know, I just, you know, I think I hit it earlier, but I hit it again. Is we have to know who we are as a people because America is not going to make sense unless we do. It's just not going to make sense while we're even at the bottom in the first place, while this is happening us in the first place. And we will begin to worship these people that's over us as though they're so superior or they're superior in this area and they're superior in that area, not knowing that the Father chose them to be the people to rule over us for a season. He's behind a lot, or he was behind a lot of what we went through. But we've been here 400 years, and we think our time is up. But if you don't know who you are and know who those people are above you, are ruling over us, so to speak, you will worship them in some indirect by way, giving them, in other words, more praise. You're giving them more praise. Even if they're more wicked, you're, you're, that's praise. Giving them more power to them. So we want to remember we are Yah's. We are Yah's people, African Americans. And what we're going through, he orchestrated because of our rebellion. And as we turn to him... Like Brother the Pastor uh, Chris said tonight, he will choose us to lead. He has said in his word that Israel is going to lead the nations. All nations can't lead all nations. That's confusion. He's chosen us, but it has to be that obedient remnant, and we just simply try to encourage that obedient remnant tonight. It's just that simple. It's just that simple, folks. Next week, possibly another open forum. I don't know. It'll be something, again, relevant to you and your family and I'm talking to humanity when I say that. Good night. God bless you. Enjoy this last song. Very powerful lyrics. Royalty. Royalty. Powers of the chosen people. Bible in my hand, word inside my heart, and pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something, looking for a light, trying to find the truth. But we give them doubt, saying we do something we don't. Hurting people, saying we do things that we won't. Whooping, she's clothing with a cross in his chest. Taking people money, promising to be blessed. The power to the chosen people, who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal. His own chosen people, royal priesthood. Yeah. Yeah, that you've been called out of the darkness, into the marvelous light. Do you know who you are?
But the best I can offer is to tell you the truth Mercy changed everything for me and you But they don't really tell us what we do need to know First Peter 2 and 6, a pleasure for sure So power to the chosen people Who at one point was immune as an equal His own chosen people A royal priesthood Say hey. that you were called out of the world Into the marvelous With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.